This is an infatuation side dish, a shorter version of our podcast where I get together with people to talk about Asian things that we love. This is Curtis, and on today's episode, we are doing a special interview with the director and producer of the documentary Try Harder, Debbie Lum. Hey, hey, welcome back, everyone, to another Side Dish Thursday edition. Yeah, another secret podcast that we're dropping when you least suspect it. Today we're talking about a movie that I really enjoyed, that's very personal as well, called Try Harder. Try Harder is a documentary film about kids from my alma mater, Lowell High School. The film follows five students through the process of applying to college. The film opens up in select theaters this weekend, December 3rd, so I wanted to encourage you to go see the film if you're able to. On a whim, I messaged the director and producer of the film, Debbie Lum, about the possibility of coming onto our podcast, and she actually agreed to come on. So I'm sorry if this sounds a little rushed, but she was on a very tight schedule doing interviews all day long, so I'm, I'm really grateful that she was able to come on and chat with us for a little bit. As a side note, I recorded this from my classroom at Galileo, so the quality might be a little uneven on my end, but I really enjoy talking to Debbie, and I, I really hope you enjoy this episode. Good morning, Lowell High School. Please rise for the Pledge of Allegiance. So like right now, the senior class is stressing over college apps. If I could, I would probably just take the SAT every single week. <laughs> Sing. Please begin. In the 90s, if you went to Lowell and had a good solid B average in honors courses, you got into Berkeley. Now you don't. The kids who come here, they are competing in a world that is very high achieving. It's terrifying. I would love to go to UC Berkeley. Harvard, Stanford, Columbia. Well, it's hard to have a strong sense of self-esteem because you're always comparing yourself to other people. If I don't go to one of those big colleges, I will not be able to do what I want to do. College is just a huge goal for a lot of immigrant families. I'm 18. This is my college experience. Should I be making a decision, right? The question is not which school is better, which school is better for Alvin. We pray for the seniors during this college up season, oh Lord. The pressure is insurmountable at times. I just got evicted from my house. My worst fear would have a student apply to 10 prestigious schools and not get into any of them. This is going to end so badly. They're objectively under more pressure. It's the best. <laughs> you want to go to the college, I want to go to the college. I have to be better than you. What the hell? Like, this is not how high school is supposed to end. Coming along with us today is award-winning independent filmmaker, Debbie Lum. Welcome, Debbie. Thank you. Hello, Chris. <laughs> Thanks so much for uh, giving us some of your time. I know you're busy. Yeah, it's it's a little bit crazy with the opening tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting, but crazy, I'd imagine. It's really exciting, yeah. Uh, so we are talking about your second feature-length documentary called Try Harder. And Try Harder follows the lives of several high school's juniors and seniors at San Francisco's top-ranked Lowell High School. And people who listen to my podcast know that I went to Lowell back in the 80s, but uh, this film hit hard for me. I mean, maybe maybe harder than some because just seeing the hallways and seeing uh, some of the teachers even is pretty uh, pretty fun. 
Trey Hunter has won many accolades, uh, especially being selected and shown at the last winter's Sundance Film Festival and being nominated for the Grand Jury Prize. So congratulations for that. And as we just talked about a second ago, it is opening uh, a little wider release. It's been playing around in film festivals uh, this whole year, I believe. But uh, it's opening up in uh, seven cities this weekend right here in San Francisco. If you're lucky enough to live here or Berkeley, you can go see it in your theaters. Also, New York, Los Angeles, Pasadena, Tulsa, and San Rafael. So it's about a week in all these locations. Is that right? Yeah, it's amazing. We're playing in all these different cities. And, you know, it's kind of a traditional like art house release where the box office matters. So if it does well in opening weekend, they might open it in other regional markets, you know, which is kind of, I mean, we've played in so many festivals across the U.S. and they're anywhere where there's like uh, lots of people who are obsessed with high school, <laughs> uh, you know, achievement. <laughs> Yeah, and often yeah. we're Asian American, right? Um, it's everywhere. It's not just those major cities. Great. Yeah. So uh, I think if people can go to tryharderfilm.com and they can buy tickets there and see when and where it's playing. Um, yeah, go support your independent filmmakers as well as your local theaters. Uh, we hope to see you all out there at the theater. Are you, I know you're making uh, a question and answer session in San Francisco tomorrow. Yeah. If, if people are local in San Francisco, actually in all every single city, we have special events and, and live Q&As. So tomorrow night, Thursday, 7, 10 p.m. at the Regal Stonestown, we're doing um, a panel with myself and amazing subjects in our film, as well as um, special guests, including Lowell alumna and California State Controller, Betty Yee. All right. <laughs> and um, also, um, it's being moderated by... Salim Pereña Shimizu, who's the Dean of the Arts at UC Santa Cruz. So it's going to be a really great conversation. I, I love the film, just to, just to open up with that. And it, it was just such a... To let, to, for those of us who went to Lowell, or anyone who's been through the college application experience, it, it really ties you, like from the first five minutes, your, your stomach is tied into knots as you, as you watch this. Did you relate to that at all in your experience uh, growing up in high school? Well... I grew up a long time ago <laughs> and I think high school was really different where, you know, um, the popular kids were, you know, the football players and the your, people were more stressed out about what clothes they were wearing <laughs> than mm-hmm. what grades they were getting. <laughs> um, so not exactly, but I, I mean, I did go to a college prep high school in a completely different place in St. Louis, Missouri, where there are. Mm-hmm. You know, at the time when I was growing up, it was like less than 1% of the population were Asian American. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was a, it, it, it felt different on many levels from Lowell High School. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yet looking at your your bio, you, most of the subject matter that you deal with is Asian American. So I, it is a big part of your life, obviously. Uh, what goes into the, the decision to select these topics that you've chosen? Oh, you know, I've, I've always, um, I always wanted to tell original compelling stories and because hardly any have been told about the Asian American experiences. Right. There's so much material to work from. Um, but yeah, I think it's, um, it's definitely part of my, the way I see the world. It's shaped, you know, the lens that I, 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 I look at the world at being, um, being Asian American. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I did a little snooping on your IMDb, and I saw that you worked on AKA Don Bonus. 
Um, I'm actually coming to you from Galileo High School right now. We were in my classroom, and that I started the year that movie came out uh, was my first year teaching here, and it was kind of a prerequisite viewing to watch that movie. It's a very different documentary than yours, but it takes place in the same city, and I think it highlights a little bit about how we are definitely not a monolith, right? The the Asian American experience, even in a small city like like San Francisco, I consider a small city, seven by seven, right? We're we're a pretty small town, but but yet the experience that an Asian student might have, you know, three miles away from or one mile away from each other is vastly different. Do you have any memories of working on that film? Oh, that was that's it's an amazing film directed by um incredible visionary filmmaker named Spencer Nakasako. And that film taught me everything about making films because it was a pretty groundbreaking idea. Spencer just it was like the beginning of this fancy, you know, state of the art technology called I eight camcorder. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on a tape. <laughs> on little on tape recorded cassettes that um the big thing about it was it was it was small because people used to carry these giant cameras that were like 30 pounds on your shoulder. On your yeah. shoulder. <laughs> it kind of, we, so um, Spencer gave a camera to uh, a 17, 18 year old kid named Don Bonus uh, or Sokolini is his Cambodian name. And he filmed his home, his own story. So he filmed his experience at Galileo high school um, mm-hmm. and around town. Um, and it was, groundbreaking because it was a world that you've literally never seen before on film and to see it from his perspective that subjectivity was just um mind-blowing i would say yeah yeah Yeah, no that it's really touching and it really it made you realize that the high school experience you know everyone has such a different high school experience but i think his life showed most of us an experience that we had never seen before so you're back in high school again with this movie. This is Try Harder, and it's across town. And yet, what's interesting about San Francisco, as you know, um, you know, kids might live next to one high school, and yet go all the way across town. So, you know, where where our kids might come from, the Bay Shore, Tenderloin, they might end up going to Gal, they might end up going to Lowell. It, it's the the subjects in your film could just as easily live next to this high school as well. So, there are definitely some similarities that these kids had growing up. Um, so Try Harder is such a great name. Uh, is there a story behind where that that came? Would that come from your experience at all, or just kind of popped in your head as you're doing it? We, it was just what we saw the kids doing all the time. We, you know, one of our Lowell friends jokes that like it should be really be called Try, 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 Try Harder, mm-hmm. <laughs> even harder. You know, I mean, it's it, it's so challenging for kids today. Uh, but I, I do think it's also what every immigrant kid hears their parents say to them. <laughs> yeah. If you're, if you're not good at something, do better, right? <laughs> Just do better. Yeah. And that's also, and your film points to this too, is one of the ironies, right? That sometimes it's not good enough. No matter how hard you try, it's not good enough. And it's one of the heartbreaking things about this film a little bit. Um, how did you find Lowell? You're local, right? You live around here? or uh, I'm... A, I'm... I like to think of myself as a San Franciscan, but I am actually a transplant. But but did you know of Lowell before you started this film? Yes, everyone, once you move here, you know <laughs> Lowell. It's famous, it's infamous, um, you know. But your uh, cinematographer went to Lowell, is that true? No, my cinematographer went to Washington, actually. Oh! <laughs> Rival of Lowell, I, I believe, uh, right? 
according okay. to certs in, you know, San Francisco lore. But um, yeah, he went through the San Francisco Unified School District. Um, but what was interesting was that when he was at Washington, his high school principal, Andrew Ishibashi, was, mm-hmm. um, wh- who was the principal of Lowell, was his high school principal. Yeah, they move around a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so they gave you... Un- unbelievable access to the school was that was that hard to get or or did you just present the idea to them and they liked the idea over at the school well i yeah i think you'd have to credit um the principal ishibashi um who's mm. retired with um really believing in what we wanted to do and um but you know we um we also had an incredible ambassador in mr richard shapiro and i i mean i Everyone was very kind to us. I feel like there was a way in which students sort of needed their story to be told. Um, and that's how we came to tell it in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Now, you were there in, at least a whole year, but more than a year? How long were you in the school? Uh, yeah, it was over the course of two school years. And then we kept tracking the kids through the beginning of college just to make sure that we had the story, you know. So it was a long time. <laughs> now, are, are they all graduated now? They're, they're about that age, right? Yeah, this is pre-pandemic. And so, um, and it takes a really long time to make an independent documentary. It does. And they waited really patiently for us to finish. Um, mm-hmm. And yes, most of them have graduated. Not all, not all of them, but most of them have graduated from college now. Wow. So let's talk about these kids. These are the stars of the show, right? These, from, from the minute you meet them, you're rooting for them the whole time. I, I know I was. And um, so how did you find the talent for this movie? How did you find these kids? Well, we interviewed lots of kids the year before when we were trying to explore a film called My Tiger Mom. And we, were asked, mm. we asked kids about their parents and the pressures that they put upon them. Um, but during the, in that process, one of if not the very first person we met was Alvin from our film. (laughs) Alvin, dab master uh, and uh, science nerd extraordinaire. Um, But we, we met a lot of the kids through um, just talking to teachers and sitting in, in, in different classrooms. And, you know, we, we knew that we wanted to keep the story in the classroom actually just because we felt like there was so much at stake all the time, kids Mm. trying to get into college. And, um, you know, I knew that um, high school kids who are at high achieving schools, they have like three times the amount of anxiety as the average teen (laughs) and they're at risk of all these mental health issues. And we, you know, when we talked to the wellness center, they would tell us that people would think, Oh, you know, your kids at Lowell high school, they don't, need what do what help do they need because these are like the smart kids the mm. truth of the matter is like everyone is under so much pressure today that um the kids that are you know supposedly the future leaders of our world are facing they're they're at risk for serious mental health issues uh, yeah. and so that's kind of why we i mean that was one of the factors in, in wanting to tell the story and yet they're still kids you know they're kids with like so much yeah. life and energy and um so much personality absolutely yeah yeah no i mean they're all great but alvin just jumps off the screen at you his personality is is so so big and so real I, you you can see the whole roller coaster that he went through in this this year you know the, so you have ian and you have sophia 
Alvin, Rachel, Shay, and then of course Mr. Shapiro as the physics AP physics teacher. Um, Sophia is amazing. I I just really I really like Sophia. She comes across as so poised, so confident, but you could see the, the vulnerability. You know, she's a kid. She's still a kid, right? And it's just ah, oh, so so tough to watch her journey. And it, it turns out great. Turns out fine. But it like did you want? Did you? When you make documentaries, one of the occupational hazards I, I'd imagine is, as you're right there, right? You're in their life. Were you tempted to, I, I mean, how much do you intervene as as a counselor, as a friend, as someone that, you know, or do you try to keep that, that fourth wall as best you can? Oh, yeah. We, you know, you have to really, yeah, it's not reality TV. It's really um, observational. And the authenticity really has to come from the people whose story you're trying to capture, you know? So, no, I mean, I think the most would have been my, like, I think you can hear it in the film when I asked Alvin, why didn't you include that in your application, Mm -hmm. Um, which would have helped you get in. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it wasn't, I mean, we, you know, they're really brave, the students that let us be there um, at a super vulnerable point in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. And that that was such, you know, just we are the infatuation podcast. But that was such an Asian moment, too, where he's like, I don't want to talk about uh, we don't want to spoil the film. But there's a moment where there's something that would be really helpful for his application, as you alluded to. But he didn't want to do it. You know, he didn't want to expose his dad because he didn't want his dad to lose face. You yeah. know, about Yeah. He, Alvin is so emblematic of the immigrant experience and the immigrant sort of belief in idealistic belief in the system. And in fact, in one of the outtakes, Alvin told us that that he told us he's a tryhard and Mm -hmm. that was his term. And then he also said that if he tried really hard on his applications, it would come through. And like the people who were reading those applications would be able to tell like in his sort of, um, you know, this like real belief in, in the system. And then I kind of always joke that like, that's such a sign of being an immigrant when you buy the, it's not until you become a, a real American when you realize that you have to game the system <laughs> to make it yeah. your, 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 that's the American way to really like, you know, find the, find the loopholes, yeah. find the loopholes and game the system. Oh, but, yeah. oh man. Um, so I had a lot of, you know, as a San Franciscan, I, I love these moments, you know, the RNG lounge, the Pollyanna ice cream shop, you know, we grew up in the outer sunset, you guys know, everyone out there knows what I'm talking about. But uh, and the other part of the film I really liked was the B roll where you'll show the bulletin boards where there's like 12 years of flyers on the wall, and some of them are dog eared and faded, and some of them are new. And and you hit a lot of this, a lot, a good portion of the school while well, you were there for two years. But you know, you hit the ROTC, you hit the Christian club, you hit so many, you know, the the rallies, the dances, you hit so such a good segment of the school. It's really a neat look at the whole, the whole picture of the high school experience. It's such a cool compliment from like a real Lowell <laughs> person <laughs> that only a Lowellite would see that. And it's yeah, just for me, yeah, it just brought back so many memories. Do you have a favorite scene or a favorite moment? Or it's kind of hard to pick one like a child. You can't pick your favorite child, right? But, oh, yeah. I mean, I don't, there's so many. Maybe the sex ed scene. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> um, there's just so many. The dragon boat was really amazing. You know, I, mm-hmm. um, shout out to our one of our cinematographers, Kathy Huang, who rode in that dragon because you know the Lowell dragon boat team 
but like California high schools, they, they do dragon boat where like, I grew up East coast leaning where it was like crew, you know, mm-hmm. little boats and, and that, that whole, um, you can make a film about this. It just watching the kids, it's these massive boats and, um, the drumming and the, yeah. the practice and our Kathy who's um, she went out there on her own without anyone else holding the camera on the boat <laughs> without falling into the water. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a great scene. Cool. The other, the other scene that I just adored, but was so cringy was when uh, Alvin is at lunch with his parents and he's just distraught because his mom tried to offer the uh, admissions counselor a movie tickets and then a red envelope because it's New Year's Day, right? Is that Chinese New Year's Day? And he was just so distraught. Like, why would you do such a thing? But I get, you know, I'm an Asian parent. I get it, right? It's not just necessarily a bribe. It's just trying to show you that we care and that we, you know, that you're part of the family, that we're offering you good tidings for the year. I mean, the amazing thing about Alvin's mom is that she is who she is and she's unapologetic about it. And, you know, that's just her, that is, you know, she's a very, um, she knows who she is, you know, and that whole red envelope thing, you can look at it in a different way, which is why did they arrange to have an interview on the one major holiday for a family? It's really pretty insensitive. Yeah. 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 Um, so you alluded, you allude to this in the film, but it's not necessarily the purpose of the film, but that the game is a little rigged, right? That, uh, admissions policies are written or unwritten don't necessarily favor the Asian student and you, you've in the film you talk about how sometimes they describe Lowell students as machines or you know quote unquote the perfect students but nothing else right they just do the school thing right um, where do you where do you think I, I don't know it's not a political film but where, where do you think we should go with this is there any message that we can take away that any change we can help help be an ally for well you know i was really interested in in the impact of the college admissions process on the psyche of young people you know in the sense that especially if you're asian american there's this sense that you're not good enough you know that you have to either be perfect or or nothing or otherwise there's nothing you know nothing less than perfect um mm. and i you know I don't know. I think that the um, we get into this kind of, for some reason, the American way is to turn it into a battle royal of, you know, people getting, I mean, very divisive, uh, uh, you know, language around around that. And I just, I don't actually think that's very productive. Yeah, it's, uh, there are many colleges out there that, as you know, if you're a you know, teacher at a Galileo High School that a student could go to where they could get an excellent education and have an amazing experience in college. Yeah. And it, where you go is not who you will be. That's a, um, the title of a book. And I, I am not worried about any of these kids that you had on your film. You know, they're all great and they're all going places and we'll probably all work for them someday. So so they're, they'll be fine if they don't get into Columbia or Brown. But, you know, um, I know that's the dream, though. And maybe the the irony is that, you know, you can try harder, but you may not get exactly what you want, but it doesn't necessarily mean fail. It doesn't necessarily mean that. Filmmaker Debbie Lum, thank you so much for coming along with us for a, a quick little interview. I, I really wish I really wish you the best on this film. I, I hope it, it gets picked up and, and goes goes far places. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I hope everyone comes out and 
supports us this weekend at Stonestown and come and see it together because it's um it's really it's really kind of amazing to be together and and to watch a film together which is so hard to do during these times I mean I'm I let out audible gasps you know during this film so I know there's going to be some times when people are going to it, it's such a different experience when you're sitting next to people and you know there may be some tears shed there may be you know there's some twist there's a couple little twists and turns in this film where some things happen that you may not expect and um it it's going to punch punch you in the gut a little bit so everybody go to tryharderfilm.com find out where this is playing if you're in one of those cities please go see it in the theater um, if they miss this theater, uh, this week long run, are there other ways that they're going to be able to see this film? Um, eventually, yes. I mean, we're still um, going out there. You can contact us on our website, um, but eventually it will air on public television uh, next year. Amazing. That'll be great. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for giving us some of your time. I know you're hugely busy this week. Yeah, thank you so much, Chris. Yeah, pleasure meeting you. And keep in touch. If there's anything else we can do for you, please let us know. Okay. All right. All right. Pleasure talking to you. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.